Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And what's up, Internet? You're listening to another episode of Fan Bro Show, the voice of our urban geek for all nerds, where we discuss geek culture from the perspective of people of color. And it's your boy, DJ Benjamin, a.k.a. the Anti-Trife Equation, Hollywood Hameen, mm. Brand New Ben, mm. the Beverly Trill Billy, Wakanda's Ooh. favorite DJ, let me say that one tonight, the Captain Kirk of... <laughs> hip-hop amongst other things i'm here in the captain's chair in the spaceship thank you all for listening tonight and as always i'm joined by tatiana king jones the grand duchess of tech also known as flex luthor maserati canada deuce piccolo beretta scott king chance the parapper and jenna juice urso <laughs> and welcome back. Welcome back to Thank everyone. You. you know, happy holidays. You know, shout out. Happy Indigenous Peoples Month. You know, shout out to all of y'all out there. Love to all of y'all, of course. Hope everyone had a great weekend. You know, got to hang out with their family. Got to eat some food, have some blessings and some love. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah you know, because we need that in this world right now at all times. Always need more love in the world. You know, love first. Did you do anything you know. special out in L.A.? Yes, out here in Los Angeles, I got to hang out with some family that I haven't seen in like udding. I mean, udding since I was a <laughs> young little tiny Ben. I mean, was the last time these people saw me. So I got wow. to hang out with them. Yeah, it was a great time. Some cousins, some aunts, some uncles, people I haven't seen in forever. So yeah, it was straight. I had a great time out here this whole weekend. It's been a great weekend. Just overall, man, and life is good. Like, did, things are fantastic right Did now. you do any, uh, uh, were you part of the, the sheep doing any Black Friday shopping? <laughs> Ninja, please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I did look, you know, I looked at some deals online, but there was nothing that I really was like, I almost copped the X. I saw you cop the X. Ah, uh, no, I copped the S. S is okay, in okay. Sam. I yeah, copped, well, see, yeah. the S, that was, the deal for that was a steal. That was, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, and That was a no-brainer. And yeah. funny enough, my Xbox One, no S or X, actually mm-hmm. died a month earlier. So I was just nice. like, let me just chill and wait on it, pray on yep. it, and then I got what I needed. There you go. There you go, because that deal was a steal. Yeah, I might... I was waiting for Cyber Monday to see what else comes up because, yeah, it was nothing where I was like, okay, I really need that. Right now. <laughs> no, not really. It was, and in fact, I thought it was funny. The reason why I bring it up really is because they were showing how the differences in Black Friday in places like London versus the U.S. And of course, in the U.S., you see you got people trampling each other, wilding out all that stuff. And then in London, they had opened it up 5 a.m. and literally one guy walked <laughs> like it didn't the, the little metal gate didn't even raise all the way one guy ducked under it and walked in and made his way in they were just looking like yo where everybody else at like fam we're the only place that act like that we're the only yeah. place that has no home training when it comes to really cheap really horrible quality by the way f- electronics and stuff like that mm, mm, a little 
little shade early on in the show tonight. Just saying. Just saying. You know, like, you playing yourself. Saying. I'm telling you now, like, um, unless it's like, and even when it is name brand, the stuff be wild, crazy models that, like, they don't make or something wrong with the chip. It's always something wrong with this stuff going on during Black Friday. Again, unless it's something like an Xbox, which is just cheaper or something like that, you most likely are buying, like, the runts of the, of the litter when it comes to this stuff. So you usually want to actually avoid Black Friday stuff. All right, take it from the tech. You Just know, saying. Yourself, I'm you trying know, to save y'all up. some money. Some people, some people got some really, really old, old LCD TVs that's still going strong from ten Black Fridays ago. And kudos to you, but I'm just saying. Yo, no lie. Last year, I went home for the holidays, and my dad had this joint that was just struggle. I mean, so struggle. <laughs> like, his TV was pure struggle. Like, big, giant box, you know, big, wide body bins. Well, he like, still got the tubes out the in back. his TV. <laughs> no. He still I mean, got the dial on the TV. You got to get oh, up and change the channel. It wasn't that bad. But it, the, the struggle was real, and I had to lace him up with a nice, you know, Vizio joint. 55 okay. inch, I think, you know, buttery, might be even bigger than that. That, that joint's bigger than the one I got in my crib for real. Oh, it must Lace be nice. my old man up. Yeah, it's beautiful. Must be had nice. Had to do it. Well, like I said, we're talking about family, we're talking about giving thanks and all that. Don't go Black Friday shopping if you can avoid it. Definitely avoid mm-hmm. it. But there's there's other stuff going on right now that you can't avoid. Lots of foolish, foolishness, tomfoolery. Some people would even say coonery. Um, I say let's wait and see and get all the details before you pass judgment. But there's something big that has went down on Twitter and I think it's going to just keep gradually getting worse. And it deals with Black Panther. You think? Um, yeah. Well, normally we would talk about comics and comics I copped. But, you know, this is one of those things we got to get right to it. And this week, Black Panther by Ta-Nehisi Coates, friend of the show, personal friend of mine, H U. You know? No. You know, in the house at all times, the real H U, you know, you know, written by him. Issue 167. For those who are confused, Marvel went back to their numbering, so they like added up every number of every Black Panther comic okay. ever. So that's confused. why it's 167. Yeah. I was like, dang, Mar- I missed a hundred <laughs> issues. My God. Uh, Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. I was like, I know and I was behind, but damn. <laughs> this is like issue 18 or 19 right. of okay. ta okay. run, I think. Okay. But Marvel, you know, yeah, marketing, that's that's real smart. Anyway, um, in this issue of Black Panther, uh, T'Challa goes and has a vision where he sees the true history of Wakanda. And it's revealed that the people of Wakanda came upon these alien races and, you know, first met with it. Like, this is way back in the day when they first came to Wakanda. Like, these alien races were already in Wakanda. And then the people came upon them as pilgrims, you know, met up with them, chilled with them, and then murdered them off and took Wakanda from them. So, basically, (laughs) the people that we know as Wakandans, you know, are basically in this story, at least... Yeah, I mean, similar to the U.S. of A., where they are colonials who came upon something that was better than them and rubbed them out and took all their secrets, and here we are. Right. So, obviously, and you gave the fully, fully abridged Cliff Notes version of what transpired in the book, and this has... It's a really a, good issue. This has a lot of people <laughs> upset, super upset to the point that some people felt it necessary to put up a change.org petition to get... Tanahasi quotes the boot as the writer. So I don't incredible. You're going too far a little bit with that one, but here's the thing. So 
let's let's jump back to this whole premise of of why this is a problem for a lot of people and i understand from on a very initial basis the fact is it's almost like we can't have nothing like you mentioned how that premise of the original wakandans um, or the pilgrim Wakandans, number one, being pilgrims and not even indigenous to Wakanda rubs people the wrong way. And I understand why, because if, and I've explained it before to a lot of people, but if you look at Black Panther Wakanda as a whole, as a concept, never mind the initial the place itself or the people itself, but as a fully realized concept, Wakanda represents to a lot of people, not everyone, but to a lot of people, blackness at its finest. It represents pro-blackness. It represents, if you want to say black power, it represents black unity. It represents being socially, economically, politically independent. It represents a country, and it's been told, a country that's never been colonized. And all these other things that are, are pretty much the opposite of what has gone on in, in real life, in this real physical space. So for something like that to potentially, and now what you're telling me, this definitely did happen. This is supposed to be now ta canon. But for something like this to be the complete antithesis of what Wakanda and Black Panther are supposed to stand for, this is really pissing people off. Because it's like, why do you have to introduce that aspect, that Europe, almost European colonial aspect to this place, to this supposed alleged safe space that's supposed to be for us by us? Why would you introduce that? That's the argument. Now, what do you say to that, Ben? I mean, uh, this is very interesting, and I actually see both sides of this. You know, because this harkens back to something that uh, shout outs to Illyc would always say is to you know let the story finish. And a lot of people were really upset with Nick Spencer when he wrote uh, Secret Empire because of its turning Captain America into a fascist Nazi. And people said, you know, you just try to let it finish. And, I, you know, we let it finish on the show, and I still thought it was pretty terrible. I, I was one of those people that was really upset that they did that. But Yeah, and a lot of people were really upset for the fact is that the creators of Captain America are both people who fought in World War II against Nazis. And so they created this character because they knew the atrocities that had been visited upon Jews. And so for Black Panther and Wakanda to suddenly represent the same type of thing that America represents, that is... Definitely something to, you know, that, take a hold of. It looks but, funny in the light. It really does. But by the same token, I thought the issue was great. I thought that it says a lot that, you know, is one true statement. Okay, there's something else. I mean, there's a whole lot to unpack here. Yeah. But let's talk about, like, just the basic idea of Wakanda as we know it before this issue. Wakanda has always had this history, even going back to the Jack Kirby days, where this meteorite comes from space mm -hmm. and gives them the vibranium. Right. And when the meteorite comes from space and gives them the vibranium, some wild-ass shit happens. These demon things come, and the Wakandans have to push them back into this gate. And so this story, kind of like a Pacific Rim type thing. Mm -hmm. And so the story has, you know, history in the Marvel Universe. Now then there's another side of it. Let's look at the side of Wakanda being this technologically rich nation far more advanced than the rest of the world. And the only reason they've ever said that they don't give the cure to cancer, et cetera, why don't they help out the rest of Africa? Mm, yes. Yeah. There, there's been stories about this before, and they say that like people aren't ready. It's kind of like the Star Trek thing where they're like, oh, well, this race ain't ready. You know, we got to lead them up. But that's... So, you know. so do you, but do you think that that type of narrative, that type of, of literary trope is, is a 
one, lazy, and two, a cop-out to say, oh, well, they're really just colonialistic, imperialistic type people just like the Europeans or just like everybody else. Like, instead of saying, hey, this is something that, because for all intents and purposes, people understood that Wakanda has always been our, and by our, I mean black people, our own thing. I want to wait and see. Like, you know, people said, wait and see. Like, I thought Nick Spencer's whole idea was terrible from the start, and I thought it was carried out pretty terrible throughout it. But I thought this issue was really well done. You know, like, there was a moment, like, when during the uh, flashback when he's having these visions and he's seeing all this stuff, and he's like, wait, wait a minute. I've learned, you know, Wakanda history since I was two years old. This has never been told. And the people are like, what, you think that this great nation could have been built on another nation? That never yeah, happens say in that. history. That's something that's like really, I get it where people want Wakanda to be the thing that's greater. That's different. What is, that's different. But at the same time, that's just not realistic either. Like nowhere in Africa, as far as I know, did that ever happen. But then. Like the great nations of Africa were built on the backs of other great nations. That's how it happens. So from from that perspective, people have explained that at the end of the day, these are humans and this is man. And man has always had this violent concept yes. of takeover and all that stuff. So, and and, and personally, I, I understand both sides. This is one of the things where it's really dependent on, on how you look at it. At the same time, you mentioned something, you mentioned a word, realistic. How, how realistic is this supposed to be considering this is a comic book, considering this is supposed to be fantasy? Some people will sit there and say, it's just, quote unquote, a comic book. So why take it so far? Why be so serious about it? And for me, I, I understand why he's so serious about it because it's it's more than just a comic. I mean, I, we have whole movements based around Wakanda, based around Black Panther, based around that 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 idea, that ideal of what it means. Hashtag crown Wakanda. Wakanda. Y'all understand what that means soon enough. But that's but but do you see that point too? I mean, obviously, and no, I don't think Wakanda. I mean, Black Panther, Wakanda, any of this stuff is just a comic by any means at all, by any means necessary, as Malcolm would say. Like, no, I don't think that it's a comic on any level. It's so much deeper than that. I think every comic, I think every form of media, every form of entertainment is so much deeper than that. And what Black Panther represents, what the writers, what Priest, what Hudlin, you know, what Kirby, what everyone, what Stan Lee and the originators, you know, what Cohen, mm-hmm. what, I mean, so many goes on and on and on have mm-hmm. done with this character and the stories they've told mean so much more than just a comic. That's silly. But by the same token, like, do you want to say how realistic do you want to get? Well, all, I mean, Black Panther's always dipped in that. Because at the very least, it's always dipped in that because it's always told these tales. Mm-hmm. And so, it, you know, you have to see all the sides of it. And like I said, I thought the issue was very well done in general. I think let me slow down for a second. I think it's insane that people are out there like saying, yo, you know, we need a petition. And I saw people on Twitter like, ah, here's the petition. You'll spread this out. And it's like, hold on a second. How many black people do you have writing for Marvel right mm-hmm. now? You know, people are like, yo, he can't write storm. He needs a black woman writing storm. And that's no shit, Sherlock. But at the same time, there's like dozens upon dozens of black women out here writing books, writing comics, how many of them are you bigging up instead of trying to tear down Tanahasi? If you don't like Black Panther, don't buy it. 
what are you doing? What other comics are you copping? Mm. Because there's so many that you could be buying that are written by black women, created by black women, by black people, by people of color. Shout out to Lion Forge. You know how we do. You know, all of their books are sick. It's like we sit here and like, yo, Storm got to be written by a black woman. But there's plenty of other black female characters that could be written by, that are written by black women that we're not reading and not bringing to the light right now. So it's like, are we going to worry about what a big-ass company like Marvel? I understand what Black Panther and Storm represent in the, you know, in, comic book In the mainstream. That, that, in the mainstream. That yeah. goes without saying. But at the same time right now, we are living in an age when a book like Kick-Ass went from being this trash-ass <laughs> independent comic into, um, what, how many movies? <laughs> You know, because a bunch of motherfuckers bought it. That's all it took. You know, and so that's what we have to realize. Walking Dead, once again, went from being 10,000 a, a month, you know, issues printed, 10,000 a month printed to where we are now. So it's like, I understand, you know, and like, but once again, if you're mad about it, don't buy it. Buy something else. But sitting here being like, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> that's exactly what I told y'all about Secret Empire. Don't buy that shit either. Mm. Like, all that talking about it brings more light to it if you don't like it, for one. Because like I told y'all, that issue is very well written. Art is amazing. Comic psychop. Hey, you know. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> like, Point taken, yeah. Ben, I mean. <laughs> Support independent comics. Hashtag. Ooh, man, you know, I love all y'all out there. And that's one one last thing. Like, this year in 2017, I said that I was not going to beef with other black men over, like, you know, just random-ass dumb stuff. And yet I found this year beefing with a lot of black men over, like, comics and stuff. Like, big shout-out to Son of Baldwin, you know, who I, I was saw raising a lot of noise about this. You know, had some good points in his Twitter discussion about this, and I actually commend him for that. But, you know, I couldn't read it anyway because he blocked me because he called me a white supremacist because I like Spider-Man. It, you know, uh, it, it's a lot of weird things out oh here, folks. God. So, you know, I'm just saying, like, let's just, it's its unnecessary. Like, don't tear each other down. Like I say, if you're not feeling it, don't buy it. But a petition to remove, what? They like, bro. Like, <laughs> I, I, I saw people talking about, yo, Axel Alonso's out of there now. So now we can get him out. Like, Atso Alonzo didn't do all kind of dope stuff. Like, suddenly, Atso Alonzo's, you know, the worst ever. Yo. I'm just drinking my Red Bull, minding my business. I'm just... Yo. <laughs> Yo, catch it so brand new so quick. Man, I swear to God. You know. Whew, Let's take a break right. before you slap some hot fire out of something. <laughs> Word up, let's take a quick break, pay some of these bills, and we'll be right back with more fan bros. Hey, yo, Internet, it's Kim Sonian, the ghost producer of the Fan Bros Show, right here with my man Don Will. Yup. And we need you to rate, subscribe, and comment on our iTunes page, our SoundCloud page, and of course, check out fanbros.com. For what, Don Will? What do they need to check out? For all the hottest updates in geek culture. What? I over-enunciated for diction and clarity. Bang. Um, um, 
And welcome back, Internet. Hope you've been enjoying this episode of Fan Bros Show. You know, we got a little hot and heated up in here for a second, but it's all love. Shout outs to everyone out there. You know, just understand, like I said earlier, you know, we need more love in the world. Let's tearing each other down when somebody's popping. You know, stop oh, being God. mad at them because they on. And you, you know. Oh, boy. Okay, Chris Brown. Anyway. <laughs> I just heard that joint the other night in the club, too. <laughs> DJ played a whack-ass version of it. I was so mad. Well, I'm like, how you going to play a whack version of Poppin'? How you going like, to play Poppin' on. in 2017? But okay. I mean, this is also true. But, you know, um, what is Poppin' right now is... The guac is extra. Word up, y'all. I saw somebody the other day who was like talking about how they were, you know, when they were a little kid, they told people they met Chris Brown mm-hmm. and nobody believed them. And I was like, wow, you're, I mean, not only are you young, but I'm I'm so mad that that was impressive to little kids. <laughs> Stop. You're so, like, you're just ruthless from Jump Street. Like, where's this savage life coming from? I, I love beautiful people, right? That's my jam. That is my jam. Sheesh. But then he puts out loyal. I mean, it's like, come on, guy. You're so rude. Oh, oh my goodness. Ben, I mean, oh, on his God. rude tip. But anyway. Anyway, for, what we got tonight? First up is from- I won't be rude to these people. Maybe. <laughs> first up is from longtime listener, Danya. So please don't be rude to Danya. But Danya writes, what do you think some potential fallout will be from Black Panther destroying the box office <laughs> next spring? For well, still winter, but for example, DC casting a black Batman after his billionaire parents are murdered, Bruce Winfrey becomes the Batman. Bruce Winfrey, really? Yeah, why he gotta be Bruce Winfrey? Why can't it just be Bruce Wayne and be black? Because Oprah's his mom. I don't know about that, but <laughs> so the question is, he gonna murder Oprah? That's what we doing now. <laughs> you know, we gonna, we gonna murder Oprah's, you know, kids or something like that's what we doing. Not if Stedman has something to say about it. Stedman ain't gonna have something to say about the kids or about that. So. <laughs> uh, but the, yes, but the question is, what do you think of some potential fallout will be from Black Panther destroying the box office? Uh, I don't think it's gonna be any fallout. Yeah, none at all. What are you <laughs> I don't think it's gonna be about? anything negative. Was there period? fallout from Wonder Woman? Okay. I mean, if you say the fall is um, women have agency, okay. But no, there, I don't think there's going to be, personally, I don't think there's going to be any fallout per se. If anything, it's going to, once again, once again, we talked about this previously, how regardless of whether or not it's a, an amazing movie or not, we're still going to support oh it. Oh my God. Uh, we need to talk about this every week. We, I, think we, I, I think we need doesn't to. doesn't go back in time and, you know, save Malcolm X. <laughs> it's not a failure, folks. It's still a good movie. You know, oh, <laughs> don't be man. disappointed. If you don't save Ricky from dying, if you don't save Ricky from dying, like, come on, man. Anyway, um, Black Panther's not going to reunite Jodeci. You know, oh. it's like that's not going to happen afterwards. You know, um, yeah. Oh man, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't see any potential fallout, and and I don't like again. It just depends on what you think fallout is, but I don't see anything to the negative happening. So that's my answer. No, positively, I, I mean, I, I think we'll see more people of color in movies, you know, just like Damn. we've been seeing that already. But I think that's just a gradual thing. I don't think Black Panther making the goo goddess of money is going to change the world the next day. If anything, it better make goo goddess of money so Marvel can continue on the status quo. Oh, yeah. Don't go see that bootleg, y'all. Don't do not do it. Don't do it. Don't, 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 don't let them, don't let a bad <laughs> review turn you around. I, I, uh, uh, I, I, I swear to God, I I'll Justice slap League. the hell living I fire out of y'all if y'all sit home because you read some goober on the internet <laughs> talking about this joint was whack. 
<laughs> what if that goober is the New York Times? I'll slap fire out of the New York Times. <laughs> fuck the New York Times. Oh, Putting gosh. That fuck, fuck the Nazi and everybody who loves them, too. All right. So Oof, yeah. the, All right. the next question is from Bruce Leroy Jenkins, a.k.a. Bong Fei Wong, <laughs> a.k.a. Litman, a.k.a. Chow Young Smacked. <laughs> All right. That last one. Yeah, the last okay. one's cool. <laughs> they write, I'm currently playing Assassin's Creed Origins, which is set in ancient Egypt. Kemet, if you will. It didn't. I didn't expect to see several shades of African in the game or a sub-thread of fighting inequalities brought on by Europeans in the game. Has there been a mainstream entertainment product that really surprised you with its message in a positive way on POC, people of color, something that was quote unquote stealth woke? Ooh. Get out. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. I damn sure didn't expect all that. You know, I, I maybe because I just had no clue going in. You know, I had no. Well, clue no one going did. In. No one really knew. Yeah. Like they knew horror, but then you also started hearing about the premise, and it was like, well, well, how, how? Yeah. And then, I knew about yeah. the premise going in, but how well it would be done, I, you know, I could not expect that on any level. Nah. That's but, actually um, a great answer. Yeah, I was. I wanted to think of something else, but all right. Yeah, dead out definitely a stealth woke. Hmm. Uh, a, what I want to say, I, uh, what's the game where you're a hacker and then the second one featured a black hacker? Um, it's not infamous. Watch Dogs 2. Watch Dogs 2, okay, yes. Yep. Because they went into the, because the fact is, you're, as the main character is a black man, and then they actually talk about his inequalities within the tech world and how he, on top of literally like hacking the shit out of everything, like he has to then deal with racism and things like that. So um, that was interesting that they actually put that in there and, and, and really handled it really well. So I appreciated that. Um, Bioshock Infinite. Was mm. one that I'm. I'm still not sure if that game handled it all really well, but the fact that it discussed, you know, like the role of women in society, the role of people of color in That's, society. Was that the one with the little girl? Yeah, okay. I was uh, with Emily. I want to say her name is who I love to death, but I, I'm not sure if that's her name. No, right now. Right you thinking of? Me apart. Um, I, I know what you're talking about, but no. Yeah, no, Bioshock. No, no, Bioshock Infinite is the one where you have the girl with you who has yeah. Superpowers. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. I just yeah, forgot the one who is like yeah, the, and it and it hold and it deals with the stri ship and about race and colonial times and everything and it's an incredible game. But I'm just not 100% Elizabeth. Sure. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. There yeah. we go. Not Emily. Yeah, that is my joint. So that's another one. And also, ooh, I had one more really good one on the low stealth woke, and now it's super. Oh, um, this isn't really like exactly stealth woke. But I just didn't expect some of the things to be talked about in that show was uh, She's Gotta Have It on Netflix right now. Oh, have you? Because uh, that joint. That's interesting. Have you yeah. watched it? Oh, yeah. I've been straight through it. Like, oh, that straight is Straight through it. Yeah. Um, I, um, oh, wait. I, <laughs> wait, wait. Hold that. Hold that. We're going to put that in the TV. Hold on. Hold on. Because you just, you just, okay. Well, no, 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 no. I think it's really well done overall. Right. Overall, but- I think it's really well done. I think. It could use certain things, but overall, I think everyone should watch it. I think especially the final episode alone is so, like, 
really fantastic. Okay. And it's also a Thanksgiving episode. It's not something I would recommend watching with the family probably, but, you know, it's <laughs> a... It's a great episode, and I mean, like, a really great episode. And I think overall it's a great series, and it really tackles a lot of things that I didn't expect to tackle. And also brings up a lot of culture and a lot of black and African-American culture that you don't get to see showcased a lot. And so mm. I really respect it for that. So definitely that that's another one I got to throw in there. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Well, yeah, and yeah make sure y'all peep that. We might do a special delivery or something on it uh-huh. at some point, but definitely – She's got to have it on Netflix right now because, yeah, you know, support. You know, what what Issa Rae say? I'm rooting for everybody black. <laughs> there we go. Okay, we have one more from Black Six on the Twitters. They write, over the last decade, geek culture has become a huge part of pop culture. I would argue that it's always been part of pop culture, but I don't want to be comic book guy. Well, actually, um, how important is it? <laughs> How important is it that your significant other have a shared passion for your personal brand of geek? That's a great question. Wow, that is a great. All right, personal brand of geek. I think there's a lot of other things in a relationship that are messing up in personal brand of geek. Yeah. But I do believe that if you're a geeky person, your significant other has to either at least appreciate geekiness or be a geeky person themselves. Right. I would, for me, I would argue they don't have to be on the same level as you, but I would take your point of they need to appreciate and respect it. The last thing I need is to be with or married or in a relationship with a bully or someone who down clowns me or tries to down me because I like that type of stuff. I can't, mm. I can't do that. Like once you start disrespecting me, like you're just somebody on the street, then it's like, what's the point? Because the reason, and it's also part of why I said geek culture is pop culture is also because that's intrinsically for me, that's intrinsically part of my character. That's part of my personality. That's part of what makes me tick. It's part of what I like in the world. So if I'm enjoying that, and even if you're not on that level or, or even like the same things I like, that's fine, but don't treat me as if I'm the other. Because then the moment mm-hmm. you do that to me, you're no better than the people out there in the streets. And that's going to be a problem for me. Yep. And I've uh, I've never had, like, any relationship, you know, long-term or whatever, where the other person wasn't at least somewhat geeky right, or very same. intelligent. You know, and, like, especially as I got older, I always, always, like, as I got more grown, you know, really, when I got grown, that's when I was like, yo, I'm a geek straight up and down. So if you can't deal with this, then it ain't happening in the first place. Right. Because this is always going to be out there. And even if they weren't into it, like, if they might, you know, let's say they just watched, you know, Lost or something like that, then they probably started reading comic books, you know, when we got up and things, you know, so it happens. Like, you know, everybody has different brands of geek, I think, and you know, geeks are just really intelligent, passionate people. You know, we've talked about that on the show before. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be a geek for all kinds of things. You could be, you know, one of my good friends, he's like a super geek for football. But because of that, like he got hooked on I hope it wasn't Marvel Heroes, because I know they canceled that show. <laughs> but he got hooked on this one game for his phone that's all about Marvel and be and it has like all the history of Marvel in the phone. And so because of that, he's you know, he already loved the movies and stuff, yeah. but it turned him into a super geek now where he's like, yo, you know, this is Silver Samurai's real name. And he's da 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 Oh, he like, knows oh, all the okay. details, yeah. Yeah, because it's all presented to him in a form where it's like, you know, he knows the same stats from football. So it's like, now I want to know the stats from comics, you know. Geeks are geeks. It's just different variations of geek. Okay, very good. 
So I hope that answers your question, Black Six. And also to anyone who would like to ask us a question, be it geek related or otherwise, you want us to name your firstborn, you want us to name your dog, I don't know. If you have any type of question, you can hit us up, contact at fanbros.com, and you could title or subject line geekly asked questions or guac. You can also hit us up on the Twitters at Fanbros Show. You can even hit us up on the IG at Fanbros Show. Let us know if you have a question. And in some other news, something I really did not expect, but I'm actually really happy to see, you know, really relieved to see Denis Villeneuve. Did I get that right? The director? <laughs> I mean, close enough, it's folks. It's close. You know, it's just French, the way you said you know, it If you think hilarious. I'm a butcher English, yeah. whew, I'll do a rough job on French. But yeah, the director <laughs> of Blade Runner 2049, which I had a lot of problems with on this very specific subject. Like, I really love Blade Runner visually, story-wise. Except when it dealt with women. Mm. And, you know, and he came out and talked about it. And I've had discussions with Michael Green, you know, the one of the no, one of the screenwriters on that joint. And, you know, we've all talked about it. And there's a lot of misogyny in the film, straight up and down. Yep. It's just out of control. But he said some very good points about that. He's like, a lot of American films wanted the world to, like we were talking about Black Panther earlier. People want this world where it's just optimistic and perfect. You know, but he's like, I don't want that. I want to show you the shadows, the problems of the world. Mm -hmm. And in this world, we treat women terribly. So the argument on that is the fact that why? Like, why can't Mm. there be an imagined place world story where that's not the case? And I'm not talking about a perfect utopian planet or space, but the fact that the stuff that does happen in real real world doesn't necessarily have to happen in this fantasy world. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, there's for me, there were some very specific depictions of violence towards women that I could not, you know, deal with, especially as it atones to like, man, I mean, it relates to things like slavery mm-hmm. and, you know, things that were actually done in real life to women. And so that part I could not reconcile. But at the same time, I understand what he's saying. And, you know, like to what you said, there is Wonder Woman this year. So there's like, you know, there are other films, you know, there are other films and not just superhero nor, but, nor, you know, film yeah. noir films are in general, you know, this is what they're like. Yeah, but so, see, the problem, the problem with that is the fact that, yes, there are other films, but the film that's getting the most play, the films that are getting the most press, the film that are the com- well, communica- communicative didn't, wise. We give it that much press. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, that I mean, my God, calm down. <laughs> but the, my point is the, the the stuff that that is the loudest essentially is the stuff that is negative or shows, for instance, women in negative light or people of color in negative lights, and it's the most most talked about. And some and sometimes, not even sometimes, let's say many times, the most decorated when it comes to things like awards. Mm. So that's why, and I understand why people have problems. With this and 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 it's okay to say we'll go watch something else, but it's also like we still can voic- vocalize the fact that this is a problem because y'all know these are the movies that are gonna get the most play. So why do you have to do it this way every time? Why do you have to do it through that gaze every time? Because it's a lot of dudes writing and making these films, and you know they have a lot of them have problems with women, whether they want to admit, admit it or not, and. I mean, even if they don't, you know, they might have their other dark issues where they like to see these dark things. Like, it's the same thing we saw in Batman versus Superman, where the director, Zack Snyder, loved, you know, Watchmen so much that he felt like Watchmen should apply to every 
comic book. And I saw, so I was talking to my man Mouse Jones on Twitter about this today, and he liked, you know, that version of Superman. And I know a lot of people liked it, but mm-hmm. to me, that was really weird because Superman is supposed to represent that one thing that's like, nah, man, it's like, you know, he's better than us, but he still believes in us and he mm-hmm. thinks that we're better than him. And it's like, you know, when you take that away, it's like you've already got dozens upon dozens upon hundreds upon hundreds of characters who can represent that other side. Right. But you only have one Superman. So it's like, nah, I don't know. Like, why? You know, right. I liked it. You know, shout out to Justice League where my man was sitting there smiling <laughs> as he served the rest of the times. <laughs> that scene was hilarious. <laughs> Yo, I'm still gonna say like Justice League was entertaining as hell. Like, like, oh my do not God. listen to all of the horrible views that say it was it was Look, under the under the trashman trash. It was not like that. Oh my there's God. There's a moment. It wasn't. Superman, it wasn't amazing, but it wasn't nowhere near bad. I mean, we can go full on spoilers right now. There's a moment when Superman throws Batman over his shoulder, and <laughs> you hear Batman hit the ground like th- two seconds it's later. Like that. Good <laughs> L. It was. It was mwah. Fantastic. Um, oh, I wanted to make a mention that uh, I know you were very interested in seeing Disney Pixar's Coco. Yep. And Coco is Almost got to see it today, but I didn't. I haven't seen it yet, but I really, really want to see it. It has been crushing the box office this holiday weekend. Crushing it to the point where the first day it beat Justice League, I believe. It it, it believed Justice League either the first or the second day. But right now, in the first (laughs) five days, it's at $71 million. Mm. So... What do you well, think? Shout about out that? to Michael Green, you know, because uh, Murder on the Orient is living long enough to get a sequel being made. Oh, word. So that's, yeah, so that's real that. lovely because, yeah, Coco out here putting that hammer down just to sleep wondering about a sequel. Right yeah. to, give, to give you an understanding, in th- the first three days, Coco made $40.8 million, and Justice Ooh. League in the same time frame made $35.5 million. Ouch. Yeah. You got Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman together, and you get beat by Coco. So since we're back on the Justice Hold League. That. Maybe you should <laughs> have got some um, people of color, you know, other than Cyborg up in other, there. Other than and, Ray uh, Fisher. Momoa. Shout outs yeah. to Ray Fisher, by the way. Make sure y'all listen to our previous episode where mm-hmm. myself and Jeff J says we, uh, that's his Twitter, we spoke with Ray Fisher, who plays Cyborg in the Justice League movie. Definitely great interview. He gives you a lot of insight into his life, how he got into acting, where he's from. He's from, like, just just listen to it. It's a, it's a very, very, very good interview. That being said, if, since we're back on the Justice League situation, um, my understanding of this from an internal perspective was that if this didn't work out for them, they're going to throw the whole thing away and start over. Well... Yeah, um, I, I don't think anyone, you know, from the fans to the people creating these films right now know what's going to happen next in the DCEU because Just League definitely didn't make as much money as they wanted it to. It could still do well overseas where it could make, you know, enough, but it's never going to be the billion-dollar hit that they needed, you know, for them to be like, all right, let's just keep going full stream with this. It's not going to so be So we'll see Ragnarok. what happens after that. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Chaika Watiti. That that yo, you did an amazing job. He damn sure did, and you know, shout out to everybody involved in Justice League because, yeah. like you said, I thought it was very entertaining, and I thought it was a step on the right path. I would like to see DC really just say f it though, f this shared universe, and just continue to do films by different directors with different characters in completely different realms or whatever. You know, you can have like three different Batman movies. You can have like you know 
uh, I mean, not just Batman. I mean, any character, you know, just tell whatever story you want to tell. Self-contained films like they were talking about doing with this Joker movie, mm. you know, done by Martin Scorsese because, I mean, produced by him because that sounds crazy. It sounds like, like you're saying put all these different versions of, of the comic book writer's visions into different movies. So, yeah, basically yeah. like how DC already has Elseworlds where they have all these like where one, you know, there's the world where Batman's a vampire, the Red Rain series, and that's mm-hmm. a classic. So tell that, you know, make that movie and then, you know, just do another movie after that. Like, don't don't try and do what Marvel right. doing because so, you you obviously ain't doing that. So you're telling DC, here's a plan since y'all don't have one. I mean, you know, they know where to hit me at. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they, they I mean? have no plan. I'm telling you. I, I, I mean, Ray Fisher himself said I need to be writing on that cyborg, you know, shouts to Mellow Marketer. So, you, you know, say I'm just, that. you know, they know where to find me. Um, speaking of, you know, comics and cyborgs and all that, it is time for a real quick comic side. Like that. Natural. <laughs> all natural. Um, this week, really short, you know, we already did a lot of talk about Black Panther 167, which dropped this week, which, you know, thanks to everybody dissing it, it's probably going to sell out the roof. So you should probably pick that up because mm-hmm. it's going to be on a second printing real soon. And, you know, it'll be worth a little bit of money. Um, <laughs> so that works out, you know. <laughs> Thanks for that petition, folks. Uh, also, <laughs> Doomsday Clock number one from DC Drop, which finally, after years of anticipation by some people, brings the new sequel to The Watchmen, where The Watchmen will be joining up with the DC Universe. For those who don't know, those who live under rocks, Watchmen is like one of the illest comics, one of the most influential comics ever made. It was written by Alan Moore back in the 80s, and it just changed the game completely. Like, if you haven't read it, haven't seen the movie, I suggest go to read the comic first, and then watch the movie after. Because Mm -hmm. there's moments in it that just can't be replicated. And it's one of the just most intricately plotted and illustrated comics ever made like the way that the art and the plot intersect is just on another level it's mind-blowing to me every every time i read it i see different things but anyway now the watchmen are being joined into the dc universe with superman wonder woman and the rest of them Mm -hmm. and doomsday clock number one sets the story off it's not written by alan moore because alan moore wants fuck all to do with anyone ever (laughs) touching anything from his stories and can't stand the fucking idea of this shit. I don't blame him. Yeah, and I really don't blame him either. I think this is interesting. I mean, it's cool. The first issue wasn't bad. I wasn't like, oh, okay, this sucks. But at the same time, I was just like, why? You know, is my general look to it. Why, though? Like, a lot of of people are really loving the um, DC, the metal shit. I'm not caught up on it yet. But people have been saying the White Knight joint, the uh, the Batman Who Laughs or whatever is really good. I mean, like, really incredible stuff. So I don't know why. I mean, but it's, like I say, buy, you know, what's the hashtag? You know, buy independent comics. Like, it's... Support independent comics. Yeah, like, because... Uh, but, I mean, how do you feel yeah. about, about, and I do not know how to pronounce his last name. I'm doing one of your things. But Joe Manganiello... Hmm. Uh huh. Yep. What's his face from uh, True Blood? How you feel about him as Deathstroke? Um, Alcide from True Blood. Alcide, there we go. Um, the werewolf. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> you sound like uh, me. Oh, no, let me say this. Let me say this. Everybody on True Blood was ass, right? <laughs> and then everybody who got off True Blood. Not initially. 
No, no, they were all ass. Everybody. <laughs> and then when they got off True Blood, they all became incredible. Shorty is on uh, Queen Sugar right now, Shining. My man is on um, Supergirl. I could not stand eggs. I hated him. You, you he was always like the worst. Eggs. And then he came up on, you know, Jimmy Olsen, and he's shining on there. So, you know, all bets are off. You know, Joe could come up. Like, my man's over there on The Gifted. He was always good. Suck it. Oh, uh, Stephen Moyer. Yeah. Suck it. Suck it. I rescind your invitation. Um, <laughs> but what about Anna Paquin, who, who once upon a time was rogue? And also, uh, she not Oscar Winner, right Oscar Winner, right? Um, was I think she got pregnant by, um, you know, I think he didn't rescind Stephen Moyer. <laughs> yeah, I he forgot. Didn't rescind that I invitation. forgot that is her spouse in real life, though. <laughs> yes, I think she, you know, is posting <laughs> off of that money, and you know, there was a couple of invitations that he didn't rescind, and there mm, you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not really sure, but I know either way, she but never needs it's to. It's funny how we got so off track. The original question was. How do you feel about Joe as <laughs> Deathstroke? Do you do? You, eh, I gotta. Like I said, I gotta it, see it something. Happen. I mean, yeah, it could happen. You, we saw a piece of him already. I'm not gonna say where, but we saw a piece of him already, and you, you get to see a very brief thing. But I didn't see like a full acting, so I can't tell. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe because because I've seen him so much other stuff, I'm weirded out by him in this costume. And again, I just gotta wait and see what he sounds like and how his his mannerisms is because I'm still thinking about Teen Titans version of Deathstroke. So. Mm-hmm. He will always forever be waiting to bust out of that suit and turn into a wolf for me. So I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, um, speaking about some other people who playing a role that I'm not 100% sure about, Jude Law is rumored. It's pretty much certain right now. I mean, this is big as, once again, for Marvel to snatch up somebody else. Uh-huh. It's rumored to play in Captain Marvel. I can see that. Yeah. I actually, I know you said it made me sound kind of questionable, but, but Jude Law is a pretty damn fine actor. No, he's a beast. He's a beast. And yeah. I can see him pulling that off. Mm-hmm. And word on the street is because the word is that he's going to be playing a mentor character to Captain Marvel. Is that he should be playing the original Captain Marvel, whose name is Marvel. Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is he still going to? So wait, is this like? Because if I'm if I'm remembering right, the cartoon right, at one point Marvel was a scroll, well, not a scroll. What's the bl- oh, probably replaced? He's yeah, a yeah, 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 yeah. He's a creep. Thank you. He's a creep. Yeah. He's so, a so this one they're gonna use his original costume. Which one? The red and the red and uh, the the red with the with the starburst in the middle with the with the sun starburst, whatever that's supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, the red and blue with the starburst in the middle. Because yeah. if uh, at one point Captain Marvel wore that, because that's Miss Marvel. Yeah. And that's why that's why Miss Marvel, the new character's costume, is based on that with that red and blue motif. Oh, I see. Okay. Yep. Okay. So yeah, he also has this white and green one that's trash. So like, oh my god, I, I just see, saw it. Oh, shit. I'd love to see either trash. of these. So it's a kid, like, I love them all. So I'm looking at it now just to explain it to the people who are listening. I know you can't see, but he looks like Jimmy Neutron's dad. He got like, <laughs> it's really strange. He has like this half mask with a fin on the top of his head. He has what it looks like to be like a green silhouette of Jupiter on his chest. I think, I don't even think it's supposed to be a planet. I think it's supposed to signify like electrons or something. And then like Ben Ami said, most of the suit is white, but then all the accents are green. So he has green gloves, green boots, green belt, green, looks like a gun holster. Yeah. It's not fresh. It's not. I always love when Captain Marvel, uh, when Carol Danvers wears his suit. You got to look that up from the 70s when she has this like uh, 
sash to the side. It's like her classic costume. Yes, that's, she had a that's lot of fire. Yeah, she had a lot of ill costumes. Like she, her whole costume changes up to the current look have always been dope. So I can't wait for this movie for real. And just the fact that they're bringing in the whole Cree and the scroll and everything like heavy hard body is crazy because that means they can lead up to the whole Cree scroll roar. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just. I mean, you know, Marvel, man, they doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it well. So another series that's doing it well is Black Mirror. You know that's yep. coming back soon. We are, in here in Fanbro Show, we love, love, love Black Mirror. Some of those stories are horrifying, but horrifyingly good. And for the new season four trailer that's come up, they've showed one of the, or a piece of one of the stories. The episode's called Archangel. And it is about, um, it's about a mother who following a kidnapping scare with her daughter, the mother gets something implanted into her daughter's brain. There's not, it's Mm. not explained what that implant does, but like, as you watch the trailer, it's like all these strange things happening, like dogs barking for no reason, things flipping out. So obviously it's going to have to have some like horror element or whatever to it. Uh, I'm just I'm just ready to be like weirded out and and I'm really excited about it. You excited for Black Mirror, Ben? I mean, one of these days I'm gonna watch Black Mirror. It's just one of those things. Like I know it's fantastic. I know it's an incredible show from top to bottom. But it's one of those things. I like, I have to be in the mood to watch that dark stuff, you know. And I haven't been. What I will say lately, I have been watching this pretty damn dark though. Is The Punisher, and um, I mm. chewed through that too. And you did I'm, wait, wait, wait. So chewed through it like you. It was it was. It wasn't medium. It was cooked well, super well done. Like, what are you trying to say here? Uh, I'm going to, I've still got three episodes left, but it got to the point where I was rolling through it where I was like, yo, hold on, let me stop. You know, let me at least savor these last three episodes. Okay. Because I chewed through like the first 10 pretty much. And then I got, then I was like, okay, let me switch over. It's Thanksgiving weekend. Let me watch, you know, she's got to have it. So then I chewed through that. And then I got, I still haven't got back on Punisher. So I still got three more episodes. But but, you like it. I mean, I've loved Dude as Punisher, you know, since they cast him. Since he was Shane, I was like, yo, he's going to beast out. You know, I knew it. I, You know, shouts to Chico Leo, who was doubting the man, and I knew he was the beast. I love that. I um, Shout out. I mean, I, this isn't really a spoiler, but on this uh, season, they introduce Micro or Microchip, as people know him from Who's the that? comics. Who, he's like Punisher's assistant. He actually appeared in Lexi Alexander's version in that movie. And he's been in pretty much, like, every comic. He's, like, Punisher's partner, not even assistant. He's, like, a genius tech hacker dude who teams up with the Punisher and is, like, you know, his man in the chair, as they say, mm-hmm. that sends him on these missions while he's out, you know, killing the criminals. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, they develop a really dope dynamic, you know, between them, how they connect, how they first meet in this whole series. It's really dope. And then their whole dynamic throughout the series has been really good. I'm not, I have no idea who the actor is playing him. I've seen him in other stuff. I think. Uh, the actor for Microchip, his name is yep. um, Eben Moss Backrock. Back okay, yeah, I have Whatever. no idea. Um, he Apparently Dope he was hell. in like 25 episodes of Girls. Oh, he said, there it is. Desi Harkering. I know you watched yep. Girls, so you would know. I have, Sadly, I've seen like, two seasons. <laughs> so yeah, um, I mean, you know, shout out to Allison Williams. Not sadly for her. You know, other people. But yeah, uh, no, you know, the Punisher, like overall, I mean, dude is definitely killing it as micro. They don't, they never call him microchip, just micro. Okay. The villain is really dope. The whole, like, the new characters they've introduced, the whole little universe they're building around him, you know, separate from the defenders and the rest of that. 
is really good. You know, like I think Marvel is back on track. I think it could have been shortened like any of the rest of their series. Yeah, I've been hearing that. They went as back well. to thirteen instead of keeping this eight ten. or ten. Like, yeah, I think ten would have been good. But this is such you know a reversal of fortune since we had Defenders and Iron Fist. So hey, so shouts to John Bernthal, man. He's he's yeah, he's John Bernthal. There we go. I can't believe I was blanking on him, but yeah, that's oh okay. My God, he's, so he's beasting. So so far, yeah. definitely better than what's his face. He's. I mean, there's no there's no question. Than 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 uh, no, Coachella no. Fist. Yeah, there's no question. Better yeah, than no, Defenders. No. Yeah, easily. Okay, so yeah, somewhere easily. somewhere in the upper echelon, we're talking about. Yeah, definitely in the upper echelons. Dallas Penn, shout outs to him. You know, he ranked it. He said he didn't finish it either, but he said he thought it might be better than even Daredevil. And I don't know about all that. You know, I don't know if it's better uh, the than the first uh, half yeah, of see, Luke Cage. Daredevil um, pretty much set the tone for all Marvel TV or Netflix series. And I think season two might have even gone above and beyond the first season. Quite possibly. So, yeah. And then Jessica Jones. I don't think it's. No, it's not. No. No. It's not better than Jessica Jones. <laughs> Okay, okay, we'll see. Yeah. So so what we're going to do is after you finish the last three, and then of course after I finish it, we're going to come back to that. We're going to talk the Punisher, talk about what we liked, what we didn't, and also like definitively rank it in the, the Netflix universe. Yep. Okay. Is that, is that what we're calling it right now? The NU? Oh. <laughs> Better than... <laughs> Anyways, make sure you guys, make sure, as usual, be sure to subscribe. This is important. We say this every week because it's necessary. Subscribe to Fanbro Show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. We are on Spotify heavy. You cannot just get on Spotify. You have to be chosen to be put on Spotify. We were chosen. So hit that up. Hit us up on Stitcher and everywhere else. For the most part, everywhere else where you can pick up your podcast. We are on there. Be sure to rate us. Be sure to, to leave comments. As we mentioned, if you have questions for us or if you just want to give us tips like uh if you're an independent artist comic book writer whatever you are or if you just want to say hey y'all i heard about something happening here's the tea hit us up contact at fanbros.com and you can always hit us up online on social media at fanbro show mm -hmm. and i want to say one last thing because it's something i've been thinking about i know you know a lot of people asking what it's like to be out here you know in la working and writing in this industry mm -hmm. and i've been thinking about you know ways to just you know give people a little bit bad some knowledge and stuff and one thing i want to say is that something's really been hitting me this week and just since i've been out here and i've talked to people who've worked out here for years and everything and they feel the same way and it really blew my mind is that yo you're never gonna feel like you're adequate enough to do something mm. You know, like no amount of recognition is going to change that fact if you don't feel it in yourself. Like if you don't be like, yo, I'm good enough to do this every day, wake up and be like, yo, I'm good enough to do this, go out and do it every day. It's not going to happen for you even once you get the job, because that's the craziest thing that I've learned now that I'm on or as people think I'm on or whatever. And I don't one, I don't feel like I'm on. But two, every day I wake up feeling like the same way I did before all this, because it's like mm -hmm. you still have to get up and do the work. So that's all I'm saying is like just do the work. Feel positive. Like I said before, spread love. You know, thank you to everybody out there listening.